Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever part of the day it is. You are tuned in to the ABC7 Sports In Between the Lines podcast. I am the one they call the X-Factor, Xavier McKnight. And I'm James Hill. All right, we've had quite a busy week here with the Suncoast Sports, specifically on the sidelines of the Suncoast Um, Let me just first start off by saying to the wonderful folks out in Parrish and Northern Manatee County, thank you for your hospitality this past week. Um, Parrish and Bayshore was voted as our game of the week on our Facebook poll that we have started. And there's actually another Facebook poll up for four games that are optioned for this week. And I'll get into why we just simply did four games and why we did did some of the specific teams that we did as well in just a second. But thank you to those wonderful folks out there as well. Um, You were absolutely wonderful. Looking forward to seeing more of you in the future. Definitely uh, very exciting on on Friday nights, high school football on the Sun Coast. How about Manatee County and also Sarasota County? Very high level, very competitive, great coaching, great families, great student athletes. Just a really good time every Friday night right here on the Sun Coast, and we always have it for you on our Friday night game night. Absolutely. And, James, uh, you uh, had a wonderful experience out at Braden River on Friday, from what I can tell. It was alumni night for the Braden River football program. Very interesting game, a very interesting night. Here you have a rivalry. Uh, You talk about Manatee County. When you think about Lakewood Ranch Mustangs, they run the football and they're on the road and they're really, really hungry for a win. So they go into Braden River, the home of the Pirate Nation, and that's a tough place to play when you're the road team. The Pirates are led by the coach and and Coach Bradley, uh, Kurt Bradley, a very solid coach. Uh, They have a good team. They throw the ball. They can run the ball. They have a good defense. Their alumni were back. It was a very, uh, very electric atmosphere. Uh, We got to see some familiar faces, and it was just a very good time. And we would be reminisced if we did not mention the fact that Coach Bradley is the husband of one of our colleagues and friends here at ABC7, Rebecca Vargas, as you all know her, Uh, We just want to take this time to say, Rebecca, we hope you're happy. We hope you're healthy. We hope everything's well with the baby, the family as a whole. We miss you. We hope to see you here again at the station soon. Definitely. When I talked about the familiar faces, obviously, Rebecca, uh, she's one of our uh, big-time anchors here at ABC7. Uh, She had her children with her, and her husband was there. He was locked in, really, really focused on coaching a football game. So, uh, you know, I was able to see him, but obviously he was in the zone, so to speak. Uh, Rebecca, we told her how much we appreciate her, and we can't wait to see her when she gets back. Uh, Both of her babies, beautiful family, and and again, a very nice atmosphere. And the alumni, uh, they really represent it, so to speak. And it is Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, at the time of this recording. It is a special Sunday. It is the first regular season NFL Sunday of the year. We hope you and yours are having a great time enjoying it, eating all the junk food you want to eat, gathered around the couch, doing whatever it is that you do for your Sunday football traditions. But more importantly than anything, just enjoying that family and that fellowship time to gather around the TV, the computers, or however you're watching the games and enjoy it. And at the time of this recording, All three Florida teams are putting on a show. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers went to Minnesota, and they won earlier today 20-17. How about that, Baker Mayfield? 
the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road in Indianapolis. Also a Florida tie there for the Colts as well, though. Their starting quarterback, Anthony Richardson, he was the starting quarterback for the Florida Gators last year. He had a nice showing in his first career regular season start today, but the Jags go on to win that one 31-21. So we'll continue to see what Trevor Lawrence and company have in store. James, they got a big game next week. Patrick Mahomes and company are coming into town. And if Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones are still unhealthy, the Jags honestly could be on their way to 2-0. and And right now, as I'm speaking to you all, I am watching on my phone the live stream of the Miami Dolphins and Los Angeles Chargers right now. Chargers currently leading 31-30 to late in the fourth quarter and going for a field goal. So all three Florida teams are looking like they could be on the winning track. And right as I said, they were up 31-30. to They just went up 34-30. to The field goal is good. There's 3.53 left in that game. And we'll continue to bring you some short highlights of that game as well just as it continues to go on as we go on throughout this podcast this evening. But we got to get into the content at play here on the Suncoast. And it was not a good night on Friday night, James, for the Bayshore Bruins, unfortunately. But if you listened, ladies and gentlemen, to everything that I was saying last week, I had some time to go out to both schools. And let me say, I was very impressed with the practices that I saw from both teams. Both teams working really hard. And you can see why Bayshore was 2-0. and But you could also see that this Parrish team, they're a very hardworking team, and they have some talent out there. But in particular, one of the things that I noticed when I went to Parrish on Wednesday – That team was ticked off, they were fed up, and they were ready to play a game on that day. What I'm referring to, ladies and gentlemen, is last Saturday night, that would be September the 2nd, the Parish Community High School Bulls hosted the Lemon Bay Manta Rays, and they got ran out of their own stadium. They lost that matchup 47-28. So those guys were going to be very ticked off coming into practice. And, James, I saw it all over their faces throughout the course of the week. Had a chance to meet up with Coach Clark, a great guy. And the focus was winning Monday through Thursday. And I got to tell you, they were out there winning practice on Wednesday, and I could just see the intensity in their eyes. And I'm not surprised that Parrish won. But for the game to be as lopsided as it was, comes as a bit of a surprise, but they did the one thing that I said that they were going to have to do, and James, you even alluded to this as well. They put a halt on Mr. Jaden Judge. Yeah, you talk about speed. Speed kills. This guy is fast. If you get a chance to go out and see Bayshore play this year, you will walk away from that game having seen a guy who is extremely fast. This guy can cut through traffic, he can score, he can run the balls back. But the thing is, is in the game plans, a lot of times they're trying to make sure that he can't do that, right? So when you look at what Parrish Community High School was able to do, the Bulls, they were able to try to contain that particular team on the road. And as you said, they were upset about the Lemon Bay coming into their backyard or their front yard, coming onto their property and giving them an L. And so Parrish Community is a team that's getting better every week and every day, and uh, it will be interesting to see as they move forward. But make sure, uh, Bay Shore, make sure you watch them. They're going to be good. They're, they're trending in the right direction after a long time of struggling. 
And listen, we hope Bayshore can continue to get back on the winning track. We can't emphasize enough. We want to see all of our teams in this area do well. And we're going to touch on another team that broke a pretty lengthy losing streak last week as well. But let's stay here for now. I do believe that Bayshore will get refocused and they will get back to playing good football again. But James, you saw it for yourself on some of the highlights I had on Friday. That was some brilliant offensive play calling. Defensively as well, they did what they were supposed to do. But offensive play calling for Parrish on Friday was absolutely spectacular. I'm going to run you through a play that I had where Parrish, they were in the red zone. And they lost the defenders, and they also lost me with my camera there for a second. <laughs> I'm thinking that the running back has the ball and is running to the right side of the end zone. No, the quarterback has it the entire time, and he's taking it in for a touchdown. Now, I'm glad we were able to get the highlight, number one, but that's just an insight to show you the brilliant play calling that was on display. And, James, you also saw this for yourself. You talk about speed. They have some speed collectively on that Bulls front. I mean, my goodness, those running backs, they have absolutely just elusive. To, I'm, I'm running out of adjectives to say here just to describe how fast those guys were and how they were shredding up that Bruins defense on Friday night. You know, the good thing about going out and covering the high school games on Fridays, you get a chance to see the hard work and everything that these teams have put in over the summer and as you guys know it's hot around here on the sun coast and they were out there paying their dues so to speak drinking water drinking gatorade uh, having practices inside the gymnasium sometime because of the heat index going back out to the practice field to do walkthroughs and try to get their philosophies and get their game plans together and so when they get into the games on these Friday nights and they're able to execute some of the game plans and some of the, the, uh, some of the plays that they've practiced, it's a beautiful thing when they pull it off. And obviously what Xavier is telling you about is a special play. And again, when you see that, that's something that didn't just happen overnight. They worked on that, and it's magical when you see it happen. And when I say they bottled up Jaden Judge, meaning that Bulls defense, let me also say there were times where his elusiveness and his speed was on display. But as far as just completely breaking out and the defense not having any answers, that was not the case on Friday night. So the final score in that one was 63-23 to once again. Congratulations to the Bulls getting their season back on track, Coach Clark and company, and to Coach Sanders and company. You know, we wish you the best the rest of the season. We, we, we hope that that's just a stopgap. And it's a learning moment and a building moment for this program going forward because there was a lot of excitement in the air last week. Just seeing Bayshore up for game of the week as one of those teams, the excitement out in the Manatee County and Bradenton community to have Bayshore winning again. We hope that that's not the last we're going to be saying of Bayshore looking relevant again. We hope that they can get back on the right path. Speaking of teams getting on the right path, James, how about those Northport Bobcats? Mm. They were a huge underdog coming into last Thursday night. They hosted IMG Blue, IMG Academy Blue, those ascenders. That's not the national team, folks. Uh, no, no disrespect to anybody, but I'm pretty sure if that was the IMG national team, the result I'm about to tell you about would not have happened. Um, it would have been far different, to say the least. But I had a chance to go down and actually get a look at some of this game, and I got to say, I was really impressed with what I saw 
from the Northport Bobcats program for the little time that I was able to stay down there. And my impressions were met with a 38-20 to victory for these Bobcats, ending a nearly two-year losing streak. To be exact, 23 months and 11 days. Absolutely fantastic and phenomenal. Congratulations to those young men, that coaching staff, that community as a whole. Like, you see things like this, and it's just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Coach Belzer, uh, Mr. Miller, and that entire uh, group down there at uh, Northport High School, the home of the Bobcats and Bobcat Nation. When you think about what they're doing, they're trying to uh, pull themselves together as a family, so to speak. Uh, They actually took that football program and went down a level a couple years ago just so they could revitalize and rejuvenate and go out the old-fashioned way and win some games and try to at least compete, and it paid off. It, it came to fruition on Friday night. Again, knocking off the IMG brand, that is a huge feather in their cap, and for those guys at Northport High School and for everybody in, in South Sarasota County, they will always remember that victory and uh, kudos, as we say, to uh, Northport High School as they move forward. And again, there's a lot of football left, and they got one out of the way, so now they have something to build on. Yes, absolutely. And it was a good weekend all around for the teams in South Sarasota County. Venice getting on the right track, going down to Miami and beating the Miami Northwestern Bulls last night, 63-46. to We had not really seen the points explosion by this Indians team prior to last night. So I I assume, James, that this will be a pattern going forward for the rest of the season because I can only imagine what the practices have been like after those first two results of those losses that happened prior to this victory. You come into training camp. I can't speak for them, but it looks like, from a journalistic standpoint, you you watch a team coming into training camp with a lot of talent, right? They have transfers coming in, new quarterback, uh, a, a new crafty uh, defensive back who was signed to Florida State University. They have all these pieces. They have the reminders of all the state championships in the program, right? They have the coach. They have the athletic director. The, everything is in place. So they get out there on the field on the gridirons, and they come up short in week one. They come up short in week two, and they're not too impressed. And they have one of those schedules, as I said before, where they play a lot of the top talent around the state before they get into their league. So they had to go over to Coco to no avail. Then they had the task of going over to Miami. And oftentimes uh, that is probably going to be a loss. Uh, but Venice was able to go in there and get one. And as you say, high scoring. Venice says uh, they're not done. They want to compete. And uh, it will be interesting to see what they do as they continue to play. They have a bye coming up, and then you get into the season. So keep your eyes on Venice. Uh, Don't sleep on them and and see if they can dig themselves out of a hole and and become competitive again. Well, there is good news for Miami in the midst of what just happened here. So the Northwestern Bulls may have not been able to get the job done on the field. But the Miami Dolphins may be on their way to a big victory because while James was explaining to you what Venice has been going through this season 
and how they're looking to bounce back and start to build their program back in the right direction for this season. The Miami Dolphins have taken a 37-34 lead on the Chargers, a touchdown for Tyreek Hill from Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Tyreek's been absolutely electric today. 145 left in the game, so it's not over yet, and the Chargers got a bad man throwing that ball in Justin Herbert. So, folks, we'll continue to keep you updated with that. But let's get back to our Suncoast teams here for a moment as well. Let's talk about those Manatee Hurricanes, James, going from Sarasota County to Manatee. And listen, we've both been preaching all season long and even before the season that defense is going to carry Manatee as far as they're going to go. Not to say that they don't have a good offense because they do. They have some electric offensive players. They have a nice quarterback in Andrew Heidel. But it is that defense. Those are some serious boys up front. Ferocious defense, a defense that's waiting on you, right? A defense with a wall up front. And then if you get lucky to get into the secondary or maybe see one of the uh, linebackers or, or a defensive back, uh, you might get a hat. It's that kind of thing out there at Manatee High School. And obviously they're coached up by my man Jaquez Green, uh, a phenomenal human being, a phenomenal NFL mind. Uh, we know he played with the Gators and won a national championship under the ball coach. Uh, they're going to be a tough out, and they're getting better every week. Uh, and they're making noise in Manatee County. Yes, absolutely. And let's speak of some more teams that are making some noise in Manatee County. We told you the Braden River Pirates were going to be hungry mm. when they went out there on the field against Lakewood Ranch. But Lakewood Ranch looked absolutely overmatched. I'm not sure exactly what's going on out there. Coach Bradley and company, they're doing a good job with that program. Um, James, let's just speak a little bit more into detail about some of the things you actually saw in the in-game play. Our ABC7 Sports Play of the Night that you folks may have had the opportunity to see on Facebook, if you didn't, it's still there, and that's actually something we're going to start doing every week, uploading our ABC7 Sports Play of the Night on Facebook for you. It actually came courtesy of that game with a defensive back on the Braden River Pirates football team, a nice pick-six play. Definitely. Uh, they have a lot of talent out there. Uh, they're known for uh, really running the ball and mixing it up, and then they can throw the ball around, and they can run the ball. But defensively, they're solid, and they know how to wait on you and just kind of take what, what you give them and what the game gives you. But what happens is uh, they're coached up, and they're very astute. So when there's an opportunity, they take advantage of it. And obviously, fumbling... And, and throwing the ball uh, without uh, a lot of zip on it where it's, it, it's underthrown. They know how to jump in front, grab the ball. They'll run it back on you, at least a first down, that kind of football team. So they're very heady football team. They're very smart. And uh, you have to bring your A game to beat the Pirates. Yes, and we told you about the Mustangs. Now, unfortunately, we have to do the part of this that we don't like to do, but we, we have a job to do. We have to tell you about the other teams in Manatee County who were not able to take home a W over the weekend. Uh, we'll start with the Palmetto Tigers going to Riverview on Friday night. I give them credit for fighting back because they, they easily could have laid down and just quit, but they did not. The final score was 52-42, to 42, and, folks, it's a miracle that it got to that point because at one point this was a 24-25 point swing of a game. But those guys, they continued to fight back. Coach West, 
doing a nice job over there with that program. Those guys were going to be hungry to get out there on the field as well because they were the other team in that postponement game that James and I have been telling you about that happened last week with the Braden River Pirates. They were supposed to host Braden River. We still don't know when that game is going to be rescheduled. So we are continuing to wait to bring you updates on that as well. And that's one of the biggest games of the year, obviously, out of Manatee County. That is a big-time rivalry. There's a lot of rivalries in must-see games around here on the Sun Coast. But if you can get an opportunity and, and continue to listen to us and watch us, and we'll keep you up to date in terms of when that game will be or if it happens this year, uh, that's a game that you want to see. You know, Coach West and what he's doing with that team, taking over for Coach Marino. And that's a really, really proud group out there at Palmetto. And so they went into Riverview, Coach Smithers and the Rams. It's tough to win in the Ram Bowl. It's really tough for a visiting team, and that's always a tough thing to try to do. Now to the next matchup, the Southeast Seminoles traveling over to IMG Academy to take on the IMG Academy White Ascenders. Not too much to talk about there. The Ascenders go on to win that one 49-13. The Seminoles have some work to do. Whether it's on the coaching staff, it's the players. I can tell you from the opportunity I had when I was covering the Riverview Southeast game just two weeks ago, that was our first week one ABC7 game of the week. Those young men do a lot of things to beat themselves out there on the field. And I'm talking about penalty after penalty after penalty. It We have to mention the fact that, in fairness, we did not have a crew on scene for this game on Friday night. So we don't know if that was the case. We're just telling you what we have been able to see the first two weeks of the season. We do not know exactly what happened in week three just in terms of that. But we're going to get out there, and we're going to speak with Coach Timmons, and you know we wish those young men the best as well because we don't like having to report defeats that are happening, but especially of this margin. Southeast High School was known as a team that had a great tradition, a nice stadium, nice reminders of what they were able to do in years past. Uh, coach is there, good person. Uh, he knows the game. Um, but somewhere, not sure what it is, but we'll continue to monitor that program. Uh, maybe they don't have all the players they need. I can't put my finger on it, but, you know, the good thing about it is there's an opportunity to play more games this season. So if the Seminoles can turn it around, turn the corner, so to speak, uh, they have an opportunity, and they'll have one. It starts again every Friday night going forward. Let's show our private schools some love here really quickly as well. Cardinal Mooney, they continue to keep it rolling. They're undefeated to start the season. How about the St. Stephen's Episcopal Falcons going into Out of Door Academy and beating the Thunder 21-7 on the road after coming off of a big loss last week? Very impressive for those young men to go in and play the way that they did. And to uh, Bradenton Christian, you know, they had things in the first half. Things were looking all right. And then... Things just fell apart in the second half. They lost to Westminster Academy 34-10. to You know, sometimes things just don't go your way. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, when you look at out-of-door academy and their, their line, their line is a wall, right? They're, uh, they, they average 6'5 and over 300. So they're definitely strong. But for whatever reason, in the rivalry, and it's interesting because last year – 
they were able to win that game during the season and go undefeated, but then in the playoffs they lost that rivalry game. So this year it kind of turned, turned the favor. So that's always interesting to see what happens there. And then as far as Bradenton Christian, obviously it didn't go down the way they wanted to, but they will be back. They have some talent over there. Another update to bring you from the Miami Dolphins and Los Angeles Chargers game here really quickly. The Dolphins appear to win. The score is actually going to be 36-34. to 34. That extra point on that touchdown was actually missed. But a combination of Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb of a sack on Justin Herbert on fourth down is what secures this victory. A huge day for NFL teams here in Florida. So congratulations to all of the pro football teams here in the state, and we'll continue to see if they are able to keep it going. But this was an electric matchup. The Dolphins winning 36-34. to They are one of those under-the-radar Super Bowl bubble teams, but so are the Chargers. So this could not so – we could see this matchup again down the road for the playoffs, folks, but a huge momentum builder for Tua and company after all of the noise that was talked this offseason – but congratulations once again to the Dolphins, the Bucks, and the Jaguars on a very successful weekend in the NFL for the state of Florida. Definitely. How about the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up to Minnesota, uh, getting out of town, so to speak, 20-17? to 17. I'm sure somewhere Coach Jaquez Green is smiling and, and, and having a good time uh, in good spirits as he gets ready for the Braden River game on Friday night. Absolutely, and that is one of those matchups that we have listed as an option for our game of the week on our Facebook poll right now. So go ahead and head over there, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Tuesday morning at 9 a.m., we are going to be closing that poll. So that's just to let you know. You have a little more than a day left to go in and make your selection, but we will close that poll on Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. But, yes, congratulations once again to the Bucks, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, could end up being a very exciting year here for the NFL in the state of Florida, but we also don't want to get ahead of ourselves. It's only week one. <laughs> what a great football state, and what a great football area when we think about the Sun Coast. Again, we go back to Manatee County and Sarasota County, both of these counties respectively. Lots of good student athletes in the area. Lots of good coaches, good families, and good teams, and it's always good to get out there on Friday nights. Make sure you watch us on our Friday night game night every Friday night right here on ABC7. Yes, and as I was stating earlier in regards to Friday night game night, if you miss that ABC7 Sports Play of the Night, we will be uploading that for you on Facebook for you to see. Now, speaking of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here really quickly, they have an exciting Monday night football matchup coming up in a few weeks. They'll be facing the Philadelphia Eagles, and I bring that up because both of those teams could come into that game undefeated, James. The Eagles going into Foxborough today and defeating the New England Patriots, who honored Patriots and Buccaneers great Tom Brady before the game. Eagles go on to win this one 25-20, so there could be a lot more excitement surrounding that game in a few weeks that may have not been there before. Definitely. Uh, TB12, Tom Brady, you know his body of work. Uh, seven championships, you know how he gets down, so to speak. And then you think about uh, Philadelphia Eagles coming in and what they will try to do with Tampa and obviously Jalen and that team, but Tampa would probably say uh, they don't want that to happen. So 
we will uh, keep our eyes over there. And you will be able to catch that game right here on ABC7 on Monday Night Football in just a few weeks on Monday, September the 25th is when that game will happen. And that will be airing right here on ABC7. And the ABC7 team may also be on location to bring you some of that game as well. That's yep. still being worked out. That's always a beautiful thing. You know, we get after it. Uh, we want to make sure you have everything you need when it comes to sports on the local level, on the high school level, pro level, whatever level. We're here for you. And make sure you watch Friday night game night every Friday night. And let's speak about the college level as well. It was a nice weekend for Florida teams here, especially for those Florida Gators who needed a bounce-back victory, getting one in good fashion. I mean, the SEC, the most competitive conference, and you want to try to keep shape. And, you know, my beloved Georgia Bulldogs are 2-0. and With that being said, I also understand that we have played two of the more under-the-radar, subpar FBS college teams, but 2-0 and is 2-0. and But – Congratulations to the Gators. The Florida State Seminoles are showing out, winning yesterday 66-13. to They are now the number three ranked team in the country. So it could be an exciting year for football here in the state of Florida. And also, I mean, I know this one will make Gator fans happy too. Alabama lost this weekend. Mm. They lost to Texas at home. First double-digit loss in Tuscaloosa in the career of Nick Saban as the head coach of Alabama. James, I was chatting with some friends over the weekend to go back to just how far that time has been, and I just was like, wow, this man has been in Tuscaloosa Tuscaloosa since I was in middle school. That's a very long time, and for that to be his first double-digit loss there, that just goes to show you the level of greatness and dominance that's been on display. Very tough. Uh, when you look at Coach Saban, uh, his body of work is, is phenomenal, right? And for them to lose this early in the season, uh, that's a, a bitter, uh, bitter experience for the Alabama family. Uh, they've been so good for so long. And so when you think about Alabama, uh, they can work themselves back, but, you know, it starts immediately. Also, Colorado. How about Shador Sanders and, and Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, a Florida native, uh, Colorado 36, Nebraska Cornhuskers 14. Uh, Colorado is, is a very interesting place these days. It definitely is, James. And all I can say to cap it off is they said they were coming. They're no longer coming. They're here now. And to quote Coach Prime, I'll just say, do you believe to all of the listeners out there, I don't know if you believe or not, but they're definitely putting on a show, and it's becoming a place to be. It's saying something when you have Florida natives and a Miami Hurricanes all-time legend like Michael Irvin, who is on the sidelines at Colorado Buffs home games, wearing Colorado paraphernalia on a day when the Miami Dolphins are at home hosting the Texas A&M Aggies, and he did not care to be at that game. And Michael Irvin is someone who said in the past that it is important for Kane's past greats to be in attendance for what is happening now to uplift and inspire the program. That just goes to show you how deep that friendship is with he and Deion Sanders, and it just goes to show you how special things are at Colorado. So congratulations once again to the Florida Collegiate teams and one of Florida's Greatest Sons and Deion Sanders. And we're going to get ready to get out of here, folks. But a big week of display. 
As you saw last week, Athlete of the Week is back. Thank you to the family and Rachel Polly over at Riverview High School, a phenomenal soccer player and student there. Thank you to Rachel, her coaches, her family for allowing me to come out and tell your story. It was absolutely phenomenal to be able to get out there. And James, you had a wonderful story of inspiration as well involving a local boxing club that we saw last week. Yeah, the Sarasota Boxing Club is an interesting place. It's been here since the 80s and has moved around. You know, they were downtown in the Rosemary District. They got priced out. At one point, uh, Mr. Harold Weiland, the the gentleman who runs that situation, uh, had he told me he he told us he put his his boxing ring in storage, and his fighters didn't have a place to go, so they were using a place down in South Sarasota. But he always liked it to be centrally located because people from the inner city and from Newtown and various areas, Fruitville, you could kind of walk to it if you had to or ride a bicycle and it was centrally located. Now he's in a new warehouse right off of 301. So to get that organization and that environment back up and running, they're happy. And they have some fighters that have some fights coming up soon. And we'll have more on that uh, probably next weekend. Absolutely. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to get out of here. We're going to let you folks get to the rest of your NFL Sunday. It is not concluded yet. There is one game left this evening, a blue blood NFL rivalry that's set to take place later tonight between the Dallas Cowboys and New York Giants. Should be a great showdown there. But thanks for taking some time listening. Always great to be here with James. For James, I am the X Factor, Xavier McKnight. You have been listening to the ABC7 Sports In Between the Lines podcast. We wish you nothing but green lights and blue skies. Have a wonderful evening.